God, praise God. Welcome to Genesis 1 Christian Ministries. Pastor Mike here. Why don't we go straight to prayer? Heavenly Father, again, O oh Lord, we thank you so much for this time that we have to spend with you here today, O oh Lord God, in the name of Jesus. I pray, O oh Lord God, that you will speak to the hearts of every single listener that is here today, O oh Lord God, in the name of Jesus. I pray that their hearts and minds and spirits are open to receive your word today and to let your words really, really sink in, O oh Lord God, that they may understand the message that you are sending to your people here today, O oh Lord, in the name of Jesus. We praise you, Lord God. We just magnify thy most glorious name. We thank you for this day that you have made, for we shall rejoice and be also glad in it. Heavenly Father, I give this time and this space entirely over to you, O oh Lord God. Take it where you will for your honor and your glory and your praise. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Praise God. Praise God again. Welcome to Genesis 1. I'm glad you could join us. And I just want to start out by just saying that, did you realize that we, um, we greatly, we greatly underestimate the impact of our words, the things that we say out of our mouths? Did you realize that we greatly misunderstand the impact of the negative things that we speak? Did you realize that we greatly underestimate the power of the spoken word? Did you realize that we greatly underestimate the authority that we have in Christ Jesus, all right? If you're a born-again believer, you have so much authority. You have so much authority in your mouth, in your words, what you say and by your actions, that many, many times we, we miss the mark, and therefore we are not as victorious as we could or should be in, in our lives, okay? Referencing the spoken word, God used the spoken word, all right? And to, to reference that point, why don't we go right to uh, Genesis 1, you know, now, I know we've been here many times before, but I want you to see it in your Bibles. And this is a good time to say that if you don't have your Bible, hit pause, go get your Bible and maybe a marker or a pen or something like that and, and take some notes or, or highlight things in your Bible because I just want you to see for yourself what the Word of God is saying. Okay, so we go to Genesis 1 and we're going to start with verse 3. Okay, now you know that, that Genesis 1 is about the beginning. Well, matter of fact, we'll just go with 1, but I want you to see about the spoken word here, okay? Genesis 1, 1 says, In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Then it says in verse 3, okay? First spoken words, And God said, Let there be light, okay? Let there be light, and there was light, okay? God said. It didn't say God thought. It says God said. And throughout the creation account here, we see also, if you go down to verse number six, and God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters and let it divide the waters from the waters. It goes down to verse number nine, and God said, each of these times highlight in your Bible the word God said, God said in verse nine, let the waters under the heaven be gathered together unto one place, let the dry land appear, and it was so. You go down to verse 11, and God said, it's not saying God thought, or just that God did, it says, God said, and then we go down to verse number 14, and God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night, and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and for years. So we see here that God used the spoken word. It doesn't say God thought or just God went on and did it. It says God said. So we see the power of the spoken word there. Now, granted, we're talking about the power of God's spoken word, but we see also that Jesus used the spoken word also. Okay, now you know the famous uh, uh, um, uh, 
representation of uh, or account of Je uh, Jesus being tempted in the wilderness by Satan that can be found in Matthew 4, 1 through 11, okay? And you see, as Satan was attacking Jesus or trying to tempt Jesus, I should, I should say, Jesus fought him off by using the spoken word. It is written, it is written, it is written. And Jesus quoted back what the word of God was saying, all right? So we see that the powerful the use of the word is very, use of words, spoken words is very, very important in our lives today. Proverbs 18, 20, and 21 says that death and life are in the power of the tongue. Death and life are in the power of your tongue. Pro, uh, Matthew 12, 33 to 37 says your destiny can be impacted by your words. You ever stop and think about that? Your destiny, your life, where, where things are happening on your job, in your family, whatever's going on within, with illness in, in your body or in, in a loved one's body, it can be impacted by the things that you say out of your mouth. Okay, we greatly underestimate the power of the spoken word when using the authority that Jesus has given us. All right, you don't realize how much of power, how much power you have. Plus the fact that if you're a born again believer, you have authority. You have authority to speak forth those words and to use the name of Jesus. When you made Jesus Christ your the Lord of your life, according to Colossians 1.13, it says you were delivered from the power of darkness. You were delivered from the power of darkness. The power of darkness no longer has dominion or authority over you. Amen. You've been set free. Okay. Realize it. Believe it. Get that deep down into your spirit and really believe it. That the, the authority that, that uh, darkness and evil had over you is no more. You've been delivered. You've been delivered by, uh, from the power of darkness. The word power, as it's used in scripture, literally is literally translated as authority. You have been delivered from the power or from the authority of darkness, and you've been placed into God's kingdom. Did you ever realize that? You've been placed into God's kingdom. Jesus said that all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. So you've been delivered. You've been delivered from that power of darkness. And through Jesus Christ, you've been given authority or power over those kingdoms and those spirits of darkness. All right. Why don't we go to Matthew, Matthew 28. Matthew 28, in verse number 18. Okay? Matthew 28, verse number 18. And it says there, And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Okay? All right. So Jesus said, Jesus is saying, he's saying right there that, that, that he has this power that's given to him by the Father, okay, over things in heaven and earth. All right? So he's given us that same authority, and he's given us that power. We have the power of God's word to exercise our authority. All right? We have the power of God's word to exercise our authority. And if we go to Mark 4, Mark 4, and verse number 35, okay, and it says, here's an example of how Jesus delegates authority, and, and the same day when the even was come, he saith unto them, let us pass over unto the other side. Okay, now he didn't say, maybe let's get over to the other side. He said, let's go to the other side. This was an affirmative action. You know, he wasn't saying, maybe we can make it. Or let's try to get to the other side, hoping it to the other. He said, let's pass to the other side, over to the other side. 
Verse 36. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even um, as he was in the ship, and there was also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship, so that it was now full. And he was in, and he was in the hinder part, the hinder part of it. He was in the back of the ship, in other words, asleep on a pillow. Okay, sleep on a pillow. And they awake him and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? Now, what do we see happening so far? First of all, Jesus said, Let's go to the other side. Therefore, that meant that Jesus had every intention of getting into that boat and getting to the other side. Then when the, and Jesus went on to sleep, went to the back of the boat and went on to sleep. And then when the storm arrives, what did they do? They start panicking and they run and they wake up Jesus and they say, don't you care, you know, whether or not we're going to perish? Verse 39 says, and he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, peace, be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. Peace, be still. And there was a great calm. Right? So here there was turmoil in the lives of those on the boat. They should have known if Jesus said, let's go to the other side, that means that Jesus fully intended to get to get to the other side and that they, they were going to be able to do it regardless of what came up. Okay, yeah, so they panicked. And the same thing happens to our lives too. Jesus gave us the authority. Jesus gave us the spoken word to use. The storms of life come up against us. Remember what Jesus' intention is and was for us to be able to, 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 to master and to overcome the storms of life using the word of God and having faith in God, okay? So Jesus said, Jesus said, you know, and he said unto them in verse 40, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said one to another, what manner of man is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? That even the wind and the sea obey him. Jesus said, as I said in a moment again, let us pass over to the other side. And there was enough power and authority in those words to accomplish the job. He walked to the back of the boat and simply went to sleep. Jesus delegated the authority to his disciples. Let's go to the other side, meaning that whatever they had to do, row the boat or set the sails or whatever, to do what you had to do with all intention of getting to the other side. Okay, he gave them the authority. Let's get the job done. Let's get to the other side. But when the storm came, they were filled with fear that the boat would sink. Jesus had to carry out the responsibility of authority by rebuking the wind and the storm, okay? Right. They should have had the faith. They should have the faith to know that Jesus said, let's go to the other side, therefore we're going to get there. When that wind and storm came up, they should have gone and, 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 and done whatever they had to do to get the boat there, not fearing that it was going to go down, that it was going to sink, right? Okay. Jesus gave them, let's go to the other side, okay? Well, in the same way, you have the power and the authority to take the word of God, Okay, you have the authority and the power to take the word of God, the name of Jesus, and the power of the Holy Spirit, and and run Satan out of your affairs. Okay, don't let Satan be dominating you in your face. He's lost the battle. He has no control over your life, even though he loves to make you think that he does. Okay, and sometimes when we see the storms of life coming up in the forms of bills, sickness, uh, uh, dealing with a coworker, a family member, when we see the things of life that, that arise against us, we get fearful and we forget the fact that we have the authority to use the words of Jesus, to use the words in the Bible, to speak forth, okay, in the name of Jesus, okay, in and of ourselves, we have no power over the devil, but it's the authority that we have because we are born again believers and Jesus Christ has given that authority and we have Holy Spirit, okay, but we forget that. Okay, we forget that, right? Right? You have the power and the authority. Okay, and you got to see the parallel here. You are the captain of your ship. Okay, here's the parallel. You are the captain of your ship. 
Now, obviously, God is in charge over your life. Obviously, God has us in the palm of his hand, all right? But you have some control over your own life, over your spirit, over your soul, and over your body, okay? And your soul, by the way, is, is, is our thoughts, you know? The soul houses the, the emotions, you know, our, our thought patterns, our thinking, okay? Our, our spirit is who we really, really are, okay? We were formed. We were formed in the image of God. God is spirit. So the real us, the real you, the real me is a spirit being. That spirit being will continue into eternity. If you're a born-again believer, according to the word of God, and you've accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, then your spirit, eternity, you will spend eternity with the Lord. Okay, it's as simple as that. Okay, a, a spirit does not die and it cannot be destroyed. Every single individual on this earth breathing air, and living will spend eternity in one of two places. Either it's in heaven with the Lord or it's in hell. Simple as that. Not my words, but the word of God. Okay, okay. So 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 so, so to get back to what we're getting on right here now, we have we have some control over our life, over our body, over our spirit, and the choices that we make. Jesus has delegated power or that authority over Satan to you as a believer. He's, he's given it to you as a believer. You are to give Satan no place in your life. Simple as that. You got to give Satan no place in your life. You, you are born of the Spirit of God. Remember that. You are born of the Spirit of God. You are filled with the Spirit of God. You have been given the Word of God. All right? Let me say that again so that you get it deeply planted within your spirit, that you hear it, you believe it, and you understand it. You are born of the Spirit of God. You've accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. You are a new creature in Christ Jesus. You are born of the Spirit of God. You are filled with the Spirit of God, and you have been given the Word of God. These are powerful, powerful things to understand about who you are. Knowing this is enough for you to carry out your spiritual authority here on earth. Okay? All right? Believe me, you have spiritual authority. And again, don't believe me. Believe what the Word of God says. You have spiritual authority. We need to kick Satan out of our lives. Don't let him just keep on coming back. Don't let him just keep on coming back. Okay. Last week we talked about how 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 our, uh, when Jesus was in the desert and in the wilderness there, and Satan was tempting him. At the end, after Jesus hit him after that third temptation with the word of God, it says that Satan departed for a season. That meant that the battle was not over. Satan departs our lives for a season, but he keeps on trying to come back. That's his nature because he's relentless, as I said last week. Amen. He's relentless. But we have to each remember that each time he comes back, that we have the authority and we have the words that God has given us. We have Holy Spirit, okay, to speak forth those words with power that will defeat the enemy. It will defeat the enemy. And you go after him with, 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 with all of the, I don't want to say pride, but with all of the gusto, knowing who you are in Christ Jesus, and that God has given you the authority, okay? okay? If a cop pulls you over because you've been speeding or you've gone through a red light or something like that, he stops you with the authority that has been given to him. And not many cops do you see that, do you see that will tell you, um, would you please, sir or ma'am, um, 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 can you please pull over, sir or ma'am? Um, 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 can, can I please, can I please, can I please, you know, all right, like, okay? He'll wave his badge or his uniform and so forth. Yeah, he has that authority. Well, you have, quote unquote, a uniform, if you will. You have a badge of authority, if you will. All right. The Holy Spirit that is in you, God, Lord Jesus, giving you that authority. Remember who you are and what you have. You don't need any more power. Amen. You don't need any more, any more power. You have all the power necessary. 
You simply have to exercise your authority. Okay? You simply have to exercise that authority. Having authority and not using it, not exercising it, is the same as not having any authority. Okay? If you forget who you are, and when the enemy comes against you, you just simply wimp out and get weak, need, and so forth, and don't speak forth the word, and you don't stand up strong and stand still and know who you are in Christ Jesus and speak the word of God with the words that God has, have, has given us, rebuking him in the name of Jesus. If you're not using that authority, then you might as well not even have it. So don't let, don't let Satan just run you over. You don't need any more power. You have all that you need. Jesus has already done everything necessary to secure the authority and power over sin, sickness, demons, and fear. Everything he did on the cross, when he gave up the ghosts, when he descended to the depths and then rose triumphantly on that third day when he was resurrected, okay, the, 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 the temple, the veil to the temple was ripped in two. I mean, Everything was done. Remember when he was on the cross, what did he say before he bowed his head and gave up the spirit? He said, it is finished. It is finished. He didn't say step one is done, phase three is over. He said, it is finished. All the work that he had to do was done. Satan was conquered. Okay? You were delivered. I was delivered. Okay? That means that we now have authority. We have Holy Spirit. So we don't need any more power. Everything that needed to be done was indeed done. You have to use the faith action. You have to use the faith action to receive that authority on this earth. That's all. Use the faith action. Just know the, know the fact that what the word of God is saying, know that what Jesus said is true, and then act out in faith. The devil rises up against you. You have a bad situation in your life. Something is going on. Then you speak forth those words to rebuke those, rebuke those spirits of darkness. Rebuke the spirit of infirmity in the name of Jesus because with Jesus stripes I am healed. Rebuke that spirit of fear because my Lord has not given me a spirit of fear but of power, love, and a sound mind. Repeat back those words with authority and faith and believe that those words are true and those demons of darkness will flee from you. Don't be worried about your bank account. Don't be worried about the mortgage. They raise the, the interest rates. And don't be, don't be worried about, about whether or not you can get a house. Pray if God knows you need a house. If you need a house, you pray about it and you follow the Lord's, follow Holy Spirit's instructions on how to go about doing that, where to go about doing it. You know, you know, you know don't let the predictions going on about the economy and no food on the shelves. God knows what your needs are. God will provide every single step of the way. Every single step of the way. Okay. Okay, all through all of that past COVID stuff and the, the, the uh, lack of hand sanitizer and, and toilet tissue and all that sort of thing, my wife and I always managed to find. We always managed to find plenty in the stores. All through that whole two, two and a half, three years, whatever it was, we always managed to find because God knows what you have a need of. God knows. And you listen to the Holy Spirit telling you when to go to the store, when to buy the house, when to buy the car, whatever it is that you need, you pray about it. You pray about it and you rebuke and bind up every single spirit of darkness that would try to make you think otherwise, to make you think that you can't receive. You bind that spirit up in the name of Jesus. And remember that you have the authority. Activate your faith action to move forward. Speak darkness. Speak destruction to those spirits of darkness. Don't let them hinder your life. Don't let them steal your joy. Use that faith action. You are the one to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Okay? And if you've got family, if you've got kids, I really can't overemphasize the importance, especially today with, with what's going on with the schools and everything else that's happening, with what they're trying to do to our children. Mom and dad, if you're born again believers, 
And if you're not a born again believer yet, I, I really encourage you to give your life to the Lord because you're certainly going to need Jesus where things are going. But moms and dads out there, you let your children see how strong you are in the face of any adversity that may come into your life. The kids are struggling in school and you pray over them. Teach them how, teach them how to, to take their issues to God at an early age. You teach them how that if they're having troubles with, with their lessons, they're not understanding math or science or whatever it may be. You pray over those children and you show them and you teach them mom and dad. You show them, teach them by, by your actions, by setting an example that we just don't give up and fold because adversity comes into our lives. You teach your children to be as bold and strong as you are in the Lord based on the word of God. Hope you're reading scriptures to your children. Bedtime, morning time, noon time, whenever there's an opportunity to present yourself. Hopefully you're going to church and you have your kids in church and everything. They need to fully understand as early as possible that God is their answer and to have faith in God. We have trying times before us and I believe there are more trying times coming until Jesus returns. But God has given us the way to survive any trying times. Sometimes we pray, oh, Lord God, look at what's going on around us. Is this ever going to stop? When are you going to take care of the evil ones and so on? What's the evil that's being done? The word of God spoke about that. Many of the Old Testament prophets prayed the same thing. Lord, you see what's going on. We know you're in charge, but when? You just stand back and remember that God is in charge and you stand back and watch what he does. And if you are a child of God, you just have to activate your faith action and use that faith action and use the authority that Jesus has given you for your day-to-day, everyday life. I pray before I go to the store, Lord, give me a safe and uneventful trip to the store. You got idiots driving on the roads today. I pray when I get to the store, let me be able to find the things that I'm looking for. I pray for a parking space before I get to the store. And I always find one, by the way. Okay, because this is a habit that I'm into doing where, where faith in God and praying to the Lord and looking to the Lord becomes an everyday part of your actions, no matter what you are doing. Let your children see that too. Amen. Let your children see that too. They need guidance more than ever. There are forces of darkness that are coming against the children that you would not believe. And I don't have time to share with you some of the insights that Holy Spirit has shown me. So we need to be prepared. We simply need to be prepared. Okay, okay. There's a methodical plan in action by no less than Satan himself that is trying to destroy our children because Satan knows how dear the children are to God. Jesus said, suffer the little children, allow, suffer the little children, allow the little children to come unto me. So Satan knows that children hold a dear part in the, in the heart of God. Amen. Amen. We've got all this abortion stuff that's going on now, where there are some people outwardly, outwardly openly saying, I will gladly uh, abort my child and so forth. Where some of the, the leaders, uh, the leadership, quote unquote, in the country, in our local, local um, jurisdictions and municipalities and cities and so where they're actually celebrating when they pass abortion laws. And these people can't see how they're heaping coals on their heads. They're heaping coals on their heads for wishing death and destruction upon the children. So we need to teach our children today because when they leave home and they're in school, and I pray that your children are in good schools where you are monitoring what is going on in the classroom, what is being taught to them. When they're away from us and in school, we need to make sure that they're under the covering of the Lord and that they know and that, that they learn in their little spirits at an early age, you, you, you know, what to say and what to do and what not to do and what not to say and to let you know as parents speedily if things start coming up in the classroom that would be untoward. 
Okay, anything that is out of line with what you've been teaching and what the word of God teaches them. Okay, we need to pray. We need to use that authority. We, we need to remember who we are in Christ Jesus. Amen. 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 Go to Mark. Let's go to Mark 16. Mark 16. Praise the living God. Mark 16, verse number nine. Now, when Jesus was risen early, the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he was had cast seven devils. And she went and told them that they had that, I'm sorry, told them that had been with him as they mourned and wept. And they, when they had heard that he was alive, had been seen of her, believed not. They didn't believe that they saw him. After that, he appeared in another form unto two of them as they walked and went into the country. And they went and told it unto the residue, neither believed they them. Afterward, he appeared unto the eleven as they sat at meat and upbraided them with their unbelief and hardness of heart because they believed not them which had seen him after, after he had risen. He had told them that he was going to rise, but many of them still just didn't believe it. They didn't believe it. And that's what he, that's what this is saying there. You know, you know, Jesus chided them for not believing, for not having faith. Uh, he said unto them, 15, uh, he said unto them, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Directions, the commandment, the direction. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. Simple as that. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. Verse 17. And these signs shall follow them that believe. Now this is you. These signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Okay? Now, he's speaking to you here. He's speaking to you. All right? And I want you to notice to notice who uh, who is to do all of these things. Them that believe. Do you believe? If you believe, that means that you can do these things. That you have the power and the authority to do these things. The signs will follow the believers who act in faith and boldly speak in Jesus' name. So simple as that. They shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall lay hands on the sick. Okay, and, and it goes on and on. By the way, when your children are sick, and when do you lay hands on them and pray for them? Okay, do you do that? You let your children see you and experience you laying hands on them and praying for them when they're upset tummy or whatever's going on? Okay, especially when you have kids that are little. All right. And I follow through into, I mean, all of my children are grown and with children. I have five grandchildren. Amen. 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 And I still lay hands on my adult children. Amen. Amen. Because why? Because God said that I could do that. That means you can do it too. I'm the one special. You are just as important to God as I am. Amen. 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 So if I can do it in faith, based on what God has told me to do and using the authority that I believe and know God has given me, then you can do the same thing for your family, for your loved ones, for those that are around you or anyone else that God, Holy Spirit may so direct you to pray for because you have that authority. You have the power and authority. The believer is the one with the power and authority to do these things. God will confirm his word. Okay. But, but, but first, first it has to be put forth. God will confirm his word, but first it has to be put forth. That is where you and I come in, saints of God. God does not preach. He has given us the authority to do the preaching. God will not lay hands on the sick. He will bring the healing. 
You will indeed bring the healing. God is the one that heals. Okay, but you and I as believers must lay hands on the sick by faith. Okay, so it's us acting on behalf of God. God gives us the authority to lay hands on the sick. But remember always that God is the one that does the healing. Never get so puffed up as you move in ministry or whomever you may be around as Holy Spirit so guides and you start praying for people and people are indeed getting healed or whatever things start happening. Do not start getting so puffed up thinking that you're the one that, that's doing it. No, God is the one that's doing the healing. Always give the glory to God and remember who is doing it. All right. I hear too often, too many times where people say, yeah, I was down ministering, you know, to the, you know, to the homeless under the bridge or something like that. Yeah, man. And boy, oh boy, I saved 15 people that day. No, 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 no. You didn't save anyone. You didn't save anyone. Okay. Holy Spirit directed you. Maybe you laid hands on, but it was the Holy Spirit that did the healing. Don't get so puffed up in self now. Recognizing the authority that you have. Don't go getting puffed up in self now, okay? Remember remember who you are in Christ Jesus, all right? And that you are, 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 are merely a vessel. You're a vessel that can be used by God. But he's given you that authority. But remember to give the glory to God. That's where it belongs. Jesus always said, it is the Father that says. It is the Father that sent me. It is the Father that wishes Jesus gave, always gave glory to God the Father. We need to make sure we don't get so puffed up in self that we forget that. Okay? All right? All right? We have authority to stand against Satan. One of the most vital areas of the believer's authority is his power to successfully stand against Satan. Okay? If we go to Ephesians 4. Ephesians 4. Thank you, Jesus. Ephesians 4. And I want to start with verse 21. If so be that, if so, if so be that you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off concerning, concerning the former conversation, the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lusts and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Okay. We need to start renewing how we think up here and that you put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Wherefore, putting away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one, one of another. Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Neither give place to the devil. Neither give place to the devil. Please underline that. Neither give place to the devil. In the sixth chapter of Ephesians, the apostle Paul describes the armor that we as believers are to wear in combat against Satan. He explains each piece of that armor. It is the armor of God. But not once does he say that God will put this armor on you. Not once does it say that God will put the armor on you. Paul explains each piece of that armor. It is the armor of God. But not once does he say that he's going to put the armor on you. He says, you, you be strong in the Lord. You put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. You take the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all, you stand. Okay? So he's given us some responsibility. We have to pick up the armor of God. We have to put it on. We got to take up the shield of faith. We have to yield, wield the shield, the, the uh, sword of the spirit. Okay? Okay? I, 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 God does the healing. We need to lay the hands on. Okay? Now, I'm not saying that God can't heal without us laying, <laughs> laying hands on someone. Obviously, God heals people that we don't even know are sick. Okay? But I'm saying, but if Holy Spirit so gives you direction to lay hands on someone, then you need to do that. Or to pray for someone, then you need to do that. Okay? He says, you be strong in the Lord. You put on the whole armor of God. 
It's an action that we have to do. God has given you the power and the authority to stand against Satan and his destructive works. Amen. He has provided the armor, but it is your responsibility as a believer to put on that armor and stand up against the devil. James 4, 7 says to you resist the devil. You resist it and he will flee from you. Okay, we have to do the resisting. We have some responsibility. Amen? Amen. The armor and the weapons are at your disposal. You have them They're at your disposal. God is there with you to back up his word. Right? He's there to back it up. Remember what he said with Jehoshaphat to, 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 to stand still. The battle is not yours, it's the Lord's. But God gave us things to fight with. He's the overall, overall strategist of the battle, if you will. And he will orchestrate our lives. He'll orchestrate our prayer life. He'll orchestrate how to use our hands. He'll orchestrate how and what to say. Okay? But there are things that we have to do. Okay? He says to back it, to resist the devil, and he will flee from you. The armor and the weapons are at your disposal, but he's there to back us up. He has our back. All this is worthless, and yet lest you take your position of authority, however, and assume the responsibility to use what God has provided. You have to make a decision. I'm going to use the tools that God has provided. In, 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 our, um, in, James, in 4.27, it says, neither give place to the devil. Don't give the devil any place at all. Don't give him any place in your life. Don't make silly mistakes and then don't, don't, don't confess it so that God can forgive you and cleanse you by the blood of the Lamb. Don't go doing things that you know God would not want you to do. Don't be involved in things. Don't be involved with people that God would not want you to be involved with. That's giving place to the devil. Don't get caught up in this grace phenomenon that's going on where, you know, some are out there preaching that, oh, because we have grace, you can basically do anything you want. Don't get caught up in that because that you, you go sinning like that thing, oh, well, I can do it okay because I have grace. You're doing that sin. You're making a place for the devil. You're opening the door. You're opening the door. Okay? All right? God will forgive you. But you knowingly start going there. When you know God doesn't want you to do something, you knowingly start going there. You're opening up the door. You're making a place for the devil. And believe me, he will take every inch that he can get. He'll take every millimeter he can get. Micron, he'll take any little bit that he can to get that ugly foot in the door. And then once he does, boom, he blasts it and throws it wide open to bring in his cohorts with him. That's when things start spiraling downhill in your life. Okay, so, so what does it say that neither give place to the devil? You have the power and the authority to take the word of God, the name of Jesus, and the power of Holy Spirit and run Satan out of your life and out of your affairs. You have the power and the authority to do so. Kick him out of your life, get him away from your children, your family, your job, your school, your neighborhood, that neighbor that's driving you nuts, you know, you don't have to stand for that. In the name of Jesus, you take the authority over that situation. Okay? All right? Ask the Lord to encamp his ministering angels round about you, round about your home. Every night before I go to sleep, part of my evening prayers is, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, please encamp your ministering angels round about inside and outside my house to keep us safe from harm, seen and unseen. Every night I pray that. And I go to sleep knowing that I don't care who may think about approaching our house, that they'll see a tall, towering angel standing in front of it to keep us safe, to fend off that evil, that evil, that spirit of darkness. And nowadays, again, that's something else that we see going on so much around us where uh, our, our people are, 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 are 
climbing our fences in the, in the still of night, doing all sorts of, you know, things, uh, stealing property and so forth. This is seriously crazy times that we're living in these days. You need to pray, ask the Lord to encamp his angels round about you to keep you and your family safe from harm, seen and unseen. Take the authority, take the authority. Bind up that darkness when it tries to present itself in front of you, into your life. Remember, you don't have to stand for that. Remember that. You've got the authority. Right? It's like if you if you were up and someone outside comes up and starts trying your doorknob, trying to open your door and whatnot, are you going to stand there and just wimp out and let him open, fiddle around with your lock until he gets in and does harm to you and your family? I don't think you would. You would stand up quickly and say, what are you doing? This is my house. This is my house. This is my house. Get out of here in the name of Jesus. Get out of here. But we need to do that spiritually also. You have the authority to do so. Satan has no authority. should not be in your affairs, should not be in your home, should not be around your family. You have the authority to kick him out. You have that power. So take your responsibility and speak directly to Satan yourself and stand your ground firmly. He will flee. He will flee. The bottom line is, saint of God, is that your faith works. Your faith works when you work faith. All right, let me say that again. Your faith works when you work faith. So it's time for you to take your faith off the shelf and use it. And use it. Don't have your faith up in a closet someplace on a shelf and you take it down on Sundays before you go to church. Okay. And then it kind of finds its way back up on the shelf before Monday morning. You know? Or you have faith on the, the, the Christian holidays. Okay? Have faith all the time. Take it down. Remember that your faith works. Your faith works when you work your faith. Use that authority boldly and strongly and powerfully in the mighty name of Jesus. Use it. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Hope this message was a blessing to you. And, and if it was, uh, give our link to where we can be found, to a friend, a family member, a loved one, or give it, give it to someone who's giving you a hard time. You never know, Holy Spirit may want them to be ministered to also. I mean, I know Holy Spirit wants uh, those that are unsaved to be ministered to. So give it to someone. Consider, pray about giving it to someone that may be giving you a hard time. God wants them to be saved also. Amen. But uh, we can be reached at wwwgenesis one dot uh, sermon dot net amen genesis one dot sermon dot net and uh, of course we can be reached on youtube genesis one christian ministries uh we still have the free apps free of charge we have apps for android and apple devices uh you can also download these sermons by the way audio and of course video uh from the website at genesis one dot sermon dot net or you or from the uh um, apps themselves you can download okay and uh, again, we're just trying to make ourselves available as much as possible. Uh, so you can, you know, hear these sermons, um, listen to them, download them and, and, and play them back in, in the car, you know, uh, play them back at, at, at home, you know, or play it back with someone, someone sit down, with, sit down with someone and listen to it together and so forth. And let the Holy Spirit minister to you and guide you to, to, to wherever you need to be. Okay. Remember that God is in your life. He's there. Okay, And he's watching. Many times God is waiting for you to take a step and to do something, waiting for you to reach out to him. He's there. Okay, If you're a believer, you have the authority. Don't just sit back. Work that faith that God has given you. Okay, Work it and take that authority. 
okay? And according to the word of God, you will indeed be okay. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Uh, let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this time that we've had, O oh Lord, in the name of Jesus. And now as we go through the balance of the day and week ahead of us, O oh Lord God, we, we pray that we remember these words we've heard today and remember to, to take the authority that you've given us and to indeed work it. Stand on that authority. Use that authority to defeat the evil one as he tries to enter into our lives, O oh Lord God, in the name of Jesus. I pray, Heavenly Father God, for every single listener that was out there today. That Holy Spirit will continue to minister to them even after this broadcast is over. I pray that the Holy Spirit will continue to minister to them and touch them and speak to them, O oh Lord God, in your own special way. Heavenly Father, you know, only you know the needs, you know the desires, you, you know what's going on in the life of every single, excuse me, every single listener that is out there. You know what's going on. So I pray, Heavenly Father God, to, to minister to them in your own special way. Touch them so that they too may come to know your love, that they too can know the saving power, and the freedom that we have in Christ Jesus. We thank you, Heavenly Father. We praise you. We magnify thy name in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen, amen, and amen. Praise God. Go forth and be blessed. And remember always that Jesus is Lord. And I sing praises to your name. Oh, Praises to 